Strictly speaking, AM edition. That's the official title. The official title. Good morning, everyone. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. Yes, this is Medically Speaking, the AM edition or our morning edition. And this program that we do the second uh, Friday um, of every month is our program that is sponsored by the Spirit of Women um, Network that we are part of. So this morning, we are doing something that we thought was pretty applicable to this time of year. We're calling it Gut Check. So what do I mean by gut check? Well, you know, during holiday time, we are definitely eating and drinking things that we don't normally do in our normal routine. And yes, we worry about diet and nutrition. And, you know, we definitely worry about, you know, putting on those extra pounds. So yeah, we'll address that a little bit. But more so, we're talking about other things, things that when you're eating foods that you don't normally eat, they give you stomach aches. They make you feel not normal. And why is that? You know, make we're really tired. You know, you know, we talk about we eat too much turkey because of the tryptophan. You end up being really, really tired. But we're really looking at things that food can do to us that we don't even think about. Those tummy troubles, things that you can't digest. Is there bacteria in the food that's hiding that we don't know about because we're at different people's houses? Other people preparing foods that we don't normally eat? Restaurants, parties. So with me today, I have Sumbra Journey, who is a RN and the clinical manager, a uh, clinical nursing manager at St. Mary's Hospital, and she is the coordinator of our bariatric program at St. Mary's. Hi, Sue. Hi. Thank you for having me today, Robin. They, oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for coming. You know, we, you, when you and I sat down and talked about this topic gut check that was put out to us by the Spirit of Women Network. They give us ideas. And when I went through it, we could have really taken it down the path of um, a gastroenterologist and looking at all the different things that um, your system is made of. But we really took the spin and put it more towards holiday eating because we really felt that this time of year it was very applicable. You're right about that. I mean, there's so many things that we eat and so many things that we drink that really, really bother us. So. Oh, definitely. I, You know, it's funny. You and I were talking on the way over here. I, last night I was with a really good friend of mine, and we had our annual shrimp stuffing party, and we f- freeze the shrimp. And a couple of things. The first thing was we were nibbling on cheese and olives, and wine. Uh-huh. That was my dinner. <laughs> that was my dinner. I didn't have any dinner, so I had cheese and wine. And we did the shrimp. We got the shrimp all done. And then when we were done, there was an entire tray of Sweet Maria's cupcakes. Oh. So I was starving, and I had a cupcake, which I don't normally do. I can tell you, driving home in the car, I had such heartburn. I said to my husband, I am dying. He says, well, you don't normally eat that kind of stuff. You don't sit there and eat cheese and olives for dinner. You had no protein. I had no balance, and I drank a lot of wine, stuffing the shrimp. And, you know, I think that happens to us during holiday time. It definitely does happen to us. I mean, and that's called acid reflux and heartburn and all those symptoms. And most of those biggest culprits are... Our chocolate and the red wines as opposed to the white wines. I mean, those things can definitely really bother bother us a lot And more. we're eating and drinking so much more. We are. This time of year. And, and you know, so, you know, what I want to talk about is, is a routine that we can get into 
first of all, some kind of routine that we can get into during this time of year? What should we do um, knowing that we're going to go to the offices, we're going to go to our, you know, our individual workplaces. There's definitely going to be things to pick on there. And we don't have the time to pack our lunches the way we normally do. I know I'm eating on the run. I'm not even paying attention. And I know that my system is going to be thrown off this month. Well, I think it's all about making smart choices right from the get-go. I mean, we know that if we're not going to have time for that breakfast, if we put that low-fat Greek yogurt in our pocketbook and carry that along with us and all those really healthy choices that we don't, definitely don't think about. I mean, right now we're inundated with holiday parties and gatherings, and we have a lot of things that we're going to, like for for our lunches, which is really kind of tricky. We have to be careful about how long things are sitting on the the counter and whether or not somebody had things in the refrigerator. Uh, And yeah, I know when you start to think about that. That's what I mean. That's what I was saying early on. You know, we're going to people's homes. We don't know how they prepared the food. So, I, you know, your your systems are going to be totally off. You just don't know how long they had something out. How do we how do we know? What do we do well, to help ourselves? I think that you have to look at look at that. And then if you're tasting a casserole that's supposed to be hot and it's lukewarm, you definitely want to stay away from that. Uh, it's hard to say to your host, gee, how long have you had this sitting on the counter before I got there? I know. <laughs> Without offending them. Exactly. Especially an Italian host. <laughs> I know. But then, you know, that friendship role, too. So. Yeah. Well, last night was funny. We were, you know, I was talking about we were doing the shrimp, and, and this girl that I'm very dear friends with is Italian, and she is really you know, really anal about getting things in the refrigerator or the freezer right away. And as soon as we finish the shrimp, she goes, these need to go in the fridge before you bring them home. And there was no room in her refrigerator. I said, well, let's put them in. I'll put them in the back of my car. It's cold outside. She says, turn your car on. Let's check the temperature before you put them. (laughs) That was good. She's really, really, you know, and I don't think that people think to that level. I think you're absolutely right. You know, how about how about food preparation in the areas that we do food preparation and keeping areas clean, too? I think that we go too fast. We do go too fast. I mean, the first thing I do when I walk into the house before I do anything is I wash my hands. Mm. But that's that nursing part. You know, I think, you know, we're so ingrained and trained into doing that. But I think before you touch your food, you have to wash you have to wash your hands and you have to wash your produce before you cut it. People don't think about, okay, if you're using a sharp knife and you're cutting through that acorn squash, what's on the outside is now then getting in the inside. So it's always good to just pre-wash all your fruits and vegetables before you do any of that. And you want to prepare your you, on your cooking surfaces. You want to make sure that your raw f- a fish or a chicken right. or meats or any of that, you're using a separate cutting board. You're putting that right in the dishwasher or that really hot soapy water. And you don't con- cross-contaminate your foods. Hot things need to stay in the hot place and cold things need to stay in the cold place. You know, last night we were, and I keep going back to last night because it's so applicable to what we're talking about today. We had to put lemon in the recipe and then um, one of her other friends that was with us doing this, she goes, wash the, Maria said to her, wash the lemon. Before you cut it, wash the lemon. We don't even think about washing what we're going to cut into, like a melon. And right. a, but you know, we don't know what's who's touched that. We don't know what bag it's been in. Right. We don't know. And I know it seems like a small thing, but, but they it's all a add big up. Thing. Absolutely, they all add up. I mean, you have to think that that watermelon or that cantaloupe came from a field. I know. So when you start, so to- true. You don't even think about that, but it's no. so true. You know, I started to do that, especially because my grandson loves watermelon. So I've definitely so 
before I cut them all the time. Now I think that, but last night when she said wash the lemons, I'm like, how many times have I used a lemon in all these years? And I never even thought. I know. You should have taped that show. I know. Oh, I should have <laughs> taped her last night. Just, I could have videotaped Maria and her process because we all had to wash our hands in between everything that we were doing. So if you're going to eat at Maria's house, you, you know, you're, you're going to be food safe for sure. That's for sure. She's, she's incredible. But you know, I watched her last night and I said, this is exactly what I'm talking about tomorrow mm-hmm. because you don't realize it. Now, how about when we go into restaurants? How do we know? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, you, you just have to, you know, before you go into a restaurant, most of the time you get some recommendation from your friends about, is this a good place? Is it not right. a good place? You don't really know. But if you're tasting something and it doesn't taste right, yeah. don't eat it anymore. Right. Yeah, right. definitely. You have to be careful. Now, what, you know, we talk about the different types of foods we eat, mm-hmm. too during this time of year, and we're all eating those high-fat foods and all those cookies and all those things. How do you balance what you're eating? You have to do the portion control. I mean, I think that that's the hardest thing. Whenever you're whenever you're preparing, you just have to make sure that you have that right balance on your plate. And we... We do overindulge. There's no doubt about it. But you have to be smart about it, and you have to think about it. I mean, you have to think about that 10 pounds that you're going to put on that you're going to regret doing. Right. Uh, but it's hard. And, and, you know, we all end up in that little bit of a battle zone. We definitely do. You know, I know you help to run our bariatric um, program at St. Mary's, but there's also a support group. So it's that's beyond the surgery. That's definitely beyond, beyond the, surgery. the surgery. And it's really living now a healthier lifestyle and so in listening to some of the people that are in your support group what are some of the things you hear them do to get them through this kind of this time of year well i think first of all the support group is the most important part of the of the program i mean and i tell everybody that surgery is just a tool right and you want to be successful and to be successful you want to surround yourself by with people that are going to keep you on track right. and uh, hmm. so there's a you know they do a lot of different topics and most of the topics raise the same questions and you know we always talk about have your protein first then your vegetables then your fruits and, and then your carbs that? because the well your protein is the most important thing that your body needs and that this time of year we're not doing that we're not doing that's that. my point you know we're not doing that we're our tape last night i'm thinking okay i'm eating cheese there's some protein in the cheese but there was no protein in my meal last night a cupcake and and cheese and crackers and olives was definitely not but you know if you're going to a friend's house Mm -hmm. and you're you know that it's going to be appetizers and things like that you can bring your own healthy plate you know and and choices or eat a little before or eat a, absolutely eat a little bit before. Because, I try to do that sometimes. Yeah. I try to eat something before I go somewhere. Mm-hmm. If I'm not quite sure what they're going to do, then that way I won't stand there and pick all night. That which is not, not something I didn't do last night. I, I did not do that last night. But truly, I think that if we get, I always when I first started losing weight, I tried to give bring something that was a healthier option for me. Do you do they advise that too? Absolutely. You make something make that something you know healthy. you can eat. Yes. You know, whether or not that's your veggie platter right. or, um, you know, another choice, you know, your your particular goat cheese or, right. you know, with that, the healthy little accoutrements on top of that. But, yes, you want to definitely bring your healthy options. You know, it's funny. 
you mentioned the veggie platter. We don't do that as much anymore because people don't tend to like raw food. You know, mm-hmm. they don't tend to like raw vegetables. And on Thanksgiving, we had gone to my daughter's and just, Mom, don't, we're not making a lot of appetizers because you don't enjoy the meal. I said, well, I'm just going to do veggies. And I had kind of steamed a couple of them just to make them a little. And, you know, if it's the only option and people are hungry, they eat it. They eat it. <laughs> they do. And it was the only option because we didn't put anything else out there. You know, and I think, though, if it's the other option, if there's all fatty stuff oh, around definitely. it, people tend to. So maybe that's a thing, too. Maybe yep. you don't have so many options. That's true. During a I mean, party. If you have a lot of those nice sweet marie the pastries oh my gosh i just love that i know and it's okay (laughs) to have them but it's okay you just want to be smart with your portions you know and if you have some protein first that fills you up exactly you want to have your protein first always and then and then you said fruit vegetables then fruit right and then the carb and then your carbs so fill yourself up before you go to the carb exactly it's hard though. It is hard. You know, mm-hmm. it's really hard, especially this time of year. I know, you know, with with all those fatty foods, those they're the ones that tend to taste the best. They do taste they, the best. They're the ones that definitely tend to taste the best. So when we're planning then for our holiday and we're planning what we're gonna do and, and how we're gonna eat it, do you do does your group and do you talk to patients about doing three meals? You know, holiday time's tough. You know, you say Christmas Day, I'm not going to eat anything because I'm just going to eat my meal. So what does the group recommend? Well, we always recommend that you do three meals a day. I mean, that's the most important thing. If you skip a meal, then you're more apt to clean out the refrigerator when you're hungry and you just want to eat everything. So definitely be smart about that and definitely do your three meals a day. And if you're going to do a snack, you want to do your healthy snacks. Uh, But you have to be careful about what you're eating, Mm -hmm. like you said, with... um, with some of the foods and things that we have that, uh, you know, you don't want to have the acid reflux. Yeah. You don't want to have that irritation. What and causes stomach. the acid reflux? It's it's just that the irritation from the foods that we eat that yeah. causes the stomach acid juices to just come back up. Oh, it's awful. So it is awful. It's, it's awful. Really uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. And you think that you're enjoying something, and then unfortunately, you're you like, pay. I'm going to have it. Yeah, but then you pay for you it. You do you pay know? for it. And pay, this time of year, everybody has a bottle of Tums on their date. That's, uh, I know. We eat the Tums like it's a, a little nutritious snack, right. right? But I think you have to be mindful about what your own health issues are. Like mm-hmm. if you have a tendency to have reflux, stay away from those foods that bother you. If you have a tendency to be lactose intolerant, you want to stay away from those lactose pro- products. You know, even though they're offered and they look delicious, you know that you're going to pay for them afterwards. You yeah. don't want to do that. It's so hard. You know, it's so hard this time of year. You, you go to so many, so many different parties. And, you know, I, I have trying, you try to plan. So you try to say to yourself, okay, well, we're going to, my husband and I have something Sunday. So I said, okay, Saturday night, we are not going out to dinner. Friday and Saturday night, we're going to eat healthy. And I'm mm-hmm. going to balance what we're having so that on Sunday, we won't feel so bad. You no. know, it's, and it's hard. But it's, it's hard because you don't want to, you don't really want to binge and cheat like that you either. Don't. And what do you, what do you guys talk about in recommending for, for this time of year to cooking in regards to, we're all in a rush. We're all in a rush. We're all in a rush, and we're all grabbing things on the go. Yeah, we are. But that's where your crock pot comes in, mm. or, and, and your meal pot. planning. I mean, and it's hard for a lot of us, but I will end up like 
cooking a cu- couple of different things earlier in the week or on the weekend, so I have leftovers. Right. And they're safely put in my refrigerator in a timely manner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. And that's the other <laughs> that's thing, too. the other thing. And, and how about, you know, I'm flipping back to food safety, but you brought up something that triggered something in my in my brain. How long is food safely kept in the refrigerator in regards to how long can you eat it? Because if we make things, I mean, think about how long can we, I mean, they, I've heard that you can't keep some stuff past the four day mark. Yeah. I'm kind of that person. Yeah. I, I really don't keep anything longer than that. I kind of plan that, but yeah, I know you don't really want to have something that's sitting in there seven, 10 days. Then you have a lot of other little critters. Then you have other, right. And it's it's like, okay, so can I turn this into leftovers? You can turn your turkey into a leftover soup or whatever, but then how long can I keep it beyond that? So my mother-in-law has always used the tip of freezing it. Mm -hmm. So when you make it something else, freeze Freeze it. it. And then if you're not going to use it right away within that time frame, then do that. Absolutely. Jennifer, Jennifer's texting us some little shit. Jennifer Clement, our communication specialist, little, little oh. butterfly that flew in the door here tweeting us. So she's given right. us how long we can keep things. It says here, once food is stored in the fridge, leftovers should be eaten up to three to four days. See, so we're right on track wow. because of that bacteria grows in the refrigerator even. And like we talked about before, you definitely want to make sure that everything um, <clears throat> stays you don't want to have it sitting out at room temperature for longer than two hours at a time. So, Well, you have something here that I, I'd love to hit on because sure. I think this is really good, and it's the 10 uh, holiday food safety tips, and I think it's really applicable for us and talking about some really great tips that people can do to stay safe and keep their food safe during a holiday time. So let's hit on those because sure. they're really good. So the first one is that you definitely want to buy your turkey or your ham or whatever you're preparing at the right time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to buy a, you want to have a fresh turkey, you don't want to buy it two weeks before right. your event and then leave it in the refrigerator. You want to buy it and you want to look at that sell-by date. That's really a very important thing, you know. Or if you're buying your things earlier, you want to put it in the, ref- the freezer, right. and then you can then again take it out. Uh, turkey's a big thing. We just had Thanksgiving. The so. frozen ones scare, yes. that, scare the know. daylight out of me because you can never tell. You think you're doing the right, and they take forever to defrost. I know, and you have to leave them in the refrigerator. You have to leave them in the refrigerator, yes. and then they take up your whole fridge. They and do. then, and then you go to you know the night before to pre- prepare, and the inside of the turkey is frozen. It is frozen. That's why the stuff ends up staying in. Oh, it's terrible, it <laughs> terrible. So the other thing is the fully cooked hams. You're supposed to definitely eat them by the date that's on there, the um, oh. date on the package. And I don't think that we really pay attention to that. Um, and if there's no date, they say to eat it within three to five days. I never thought of that. I know, me neither. I never thought of that because you think ham it's is one of those things that's smoked, it's yep. cured. You don't even think of that. And ham is a big thing around Christmas time. You're right. Mm. And you just want to make sure that everything gets thought out very carefully. I mean, you know, even with any of the food and put it in a clean pot and do that. Uh, and they say that you should change that water a lot. And, you know, if you're putting... Um, your food in a in a pan of hot water or your potatoes or, or whatever, that you should change the water every 30 minutes if you're not going to eat it right away or if something needs to be thawed out. We're going to do one more safety tip, then we're going to finish the rest for after the break. So let's do one more quick. Okay. Um, we talked about cleaning your hands and your surfaces. I mean, oh, yeah, spit and span. You know, if you have a dishwasher, put your stuff in the dishwasher. 
I'm a big one with the sanitize cycle. Oh yeah, me too. So it's so um, important. That's all really right. We fun. have we have six more tips. We're gonna come back and give those right after the break. Welcome back, everyone. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital, medically speaking, in the morning. And I'm here today with Sue Borgioni, RN, who's the clinical manager at St. Mary's Hospital and helps to run our bariatric program. And we are here today on Gut Check. Gut Check. Um, we're talking a bit about food safety during the holiday time and little tips um, to keep yourself safe during holiday time and holiday eating, as well as some of the things you can do to help keep your tummy troubles away, which might help you in this time of eating fatty and foods that you mm-hmm. normally don't eat. So we ended um, before the commercial started with um, a couple of tips on how to keep yourself safe for food safety, and one of them was proper proper um, use of um, thawing your turkey and using your turkey products as well as your ham. Um, we talked about cleaning their hands and your hand services, and there's other things that we can give you for food tips. So we want to make sure that we don't cross-contaminate our foods. Mm. Uh, We want to keep our uncooked foods in one place and our cooked foods in another place. And like we talked about before, we want to make sure that our cutting boards are separated as well and, you know, that we are washing our hands between those things as well. I think that one of the things that people don't do enough of is use our food thermometers. Oh, yeah. Check those temperatures of the things that we're... We could never find our thermometers. And you have to have them. You have to have them. more than anything, you really need to have them. No, you definitely want to have them because you want to make sure that that internal temperature of your foods is killing that that bacteria that that could be in there. So you definitely want to check that out. And you never are supposed to partially cook your foods. You're supposed to, like, just cook it and be done with it, not, like, a little bit at a time because the bacteria then can grow in that. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, if you're bringing food to someone's house, you're like, well, let me get it started and then I'll finish it there. That is not a good thing. Well, it depends on how much time lapsed. In between? Right. You want to make sure, like, if you're leaving your house and you're going to your neighbor's, you that's know, five okay. houses right. down, then you're popping it in the oven, then that's okay. Probably but not if, putting it in my cold car and bringing it across town. Mm, that's probably not good. No. <laughs> Crossing the state lines. No, that's probably not good. I know. Um, and it's better to use small trays. Like, I don't know about you, but it, at Christmas time and everything, we're in such a big rush. We put all the food on these big, giant trays, so we only have to put one tray out in the presentation. But it's better to have small, little trays, because that way you can continually re fresh the trays and you so know, the food's not sitting out so too it's long. not sitting oh, that out. makes sense right that one of those sense. little things you don't even unless think you're about. feeding the sills family well and they come in droves and the big tray is gone within a reasonable amount of time that i still yeah. have to replenish i totally get that <laughs> that's how my son is when he walks in the door he's like okay everything is gone in about five minutes because he's Sit. totally starving And then you want to keep your foods hot. I mean, you know, they say that 140 degrees or hotter in, so use the chafing dishes. We just, my son-in-law just bought a couple. We, um, we, and we have the, the sternos and all those. That's good. We've been using those because it it helps. There's some really nice warming trays. Yeah. And our crock pots are slow cookers. I know. 
They're like saviors. They are saviors. And then you don't want to leave stuff out on the counter. You don't want it to sit out more than two hours, as we've talked about repeatedly. Mm -hmm. I mean, Robin and I talked about that when we were growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody just left everything on the counter. And then, you know, it's amazing. I can't can't believe I made it this long because I I definitely did all these things. It's bad. You do. I'm sorry to anybody I've served over the years that may be listening. <laughs> but everybody's here. But everybody's here well. to tell you. Well, we had a little bit of wine to maybe ward off the there alcohol. You go. Probably I think that's off it. the bacteria. And then they say that when you're putting stuff away and you're putting it in the refrigerator, or putting it in the freezer, don't put it in a really deep container because it takes a lot longer for it to chill. That uh-huh. Remember that, that whole part in the middle that stays warm for a prolonged period of time. What about putting that hot food in the refrigerator? Should yeah. you let it come to I mean I never know what to do with that. I know. I always like I let cool it, it down a little I bit. I like cool it down a little bit then put it in. Right. I mean, you never if, know if you're if, doing the right thing. But if you have a refrigerator like mine, it's like narrow. And if you put a hot dish in, then everything else thaws in the refrigerator. Oh. I mean, you know, it's that's the hardest thing. So you want to make sure that you right. keep your food in right. the refrigerator good too. And then, you, like we talked about, you really, really, really be careful with your leftovers. And, and you only want to reheat. Like if you have a big, big dish in there, just reheat what you're going to eat. Don't like reheat the whole thing and yeah, then just, try to That's reheat. so true. And then put it back in the container. Exactly. We're all guilty of that. We never know. I do that all the time, especially with soup. I tend to heat up the entire container mm-hmm. and then we don't eat it. And then right. I'm like, I got to put it back in. And you don't, that's really not good to reheat it a second it's time. It's you know, you don't want to waste. So just, you know, heat up what you're going to eat. Exactly. You know, measure it out and heat it up. We, I think we only have a couple, two minutes. Okay. So um, we... Wanted to talk a little bit about um, probiotics and how that can help right. your system a bit, just so quickly. A lot of us have problems like irritable bowels and inflammatory mm-hmm. situations in their bowels, and you know even people with rectal cancer, stuff like that, and colon issues. So we want to be mindful about things that we can do to help that. Um, we hear a lot about probiotics, and probiotics are uh, really healthy for our gut and make you know help us boost and um, the medicate you know, all the good bacteria that we system. have in our system. So so this time of year more than ever. Yeah, it's definitely important. So, you know, try to get those yogurts that can't contain the probiotics. They can boost that good gut bacteria and reduce the bad bacteria that we have going in there. The, and there's also things called prebiotics. Um, the, the probiotics are the live bacteria, but the prebiotics, they kind of feed that good bacteria already in the stomach. Uh-huh. And some of the food that are really helpful with that are things like asparagus and the Jerusalem artichokes and bananas and oatmeal and your favorite red wine, Robin. Red wine. <laughs> so <laughs> have a glass bones. of red wine and That's I'm all exactly set. Exactly right. So again, we have to talk about that healthy balance, right? right? Because we don't want you to have acid reflux afterwards. So definitely look at your prebiotics and your probiotics, probiotics. to help you during this time of year. Correct. To keep your system in check. In check. Our gut check. Our gut check. So Sue, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Where I definitely ran right through with this. Um, we're so happy that you could be here and help us. This is Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital, medically speaking with you. And I'll be back again the 21st of December with our final show of the year. And then we have a full schedule for 2017. Thank you so much. St. Mary's Hospital, exceptional care, every patient, every day. <laughs>